worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 1, beginning at verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Then looking further in Psalm, Psalm 112, beginning at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He is dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Verses 1 through 10, all of Psalm 112. Then finally, in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10, it tells us, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to the sin with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak." Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, thank you once again for the gift, the wonderful and the blessed gift of your word. Thank you for the privilege we have of being able to spend time with you one-on-one every day as we simply open your word and spend time with you, feasting with you on your precious and powerful word. Father, with every passing day, help us more and more to fall more in love with you and with your word. 
and empower us all to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word and help us to become much more skillful as believers and warriors in the kingdom of God who know how to skillfully use the wonderful weapon of the sword of the Spirit, walking victoriously every day of our lives, following you each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We appreciate you listening. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we can boldly approach your throne today, not because of who we are or anything that we've done or anything that we bring to you, but because of the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, Jesus dying on the cross for us. We're thankful that we come clothed in his righteousness and that we're accepted, and not only we're accepted, but we're loved, and you uh, seek to uh, make a life for us that is best for us as we are obedient to your word and as we're uh, strengthened by your Holy Spirit. Be with us today, Father. We want to honor you. We want to live a day that in which we please you, and we need your help to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. As always, it's a privilege to have you listening in. And today we're very grateful to have a number of phone guests that will be with us today. We have several students that are students from Bellhaven University in Jackson, Mississippi. They're going to be reading the Word of God for us and specifically reading in the book, reading the book of Ephesians. So we're grateful to have them. They'll be on in just a few moments. But I want to remind you that one of our ongoing goals through the broadcast is to stir you to become a prayer warrior and a diligent student of the Word of God. You know, it's wonderful to recognize that time in the Word of God is a form of prayer. It's a form of communing and walking with God as well. And so a critical part of all of our lives as disciples is the life of listening to the Word of God and obeying it and learning to live a lifestyle of reading and meditating on it each and every day. So if you're not... If you don't already have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a great day to start that important habit. But as we begin at this time, I want to take a moment to share, as we often do, an article to encourage you. And again, if you want to get a copy of the article, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We want to share it with you as a reference article and a tool for you to use for the work of evangelism and discipleship. This article is entitled, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword, and a tool to encourage you to become a more diligent student of God's Word, hearing His Word and obeying His Word. Again, the title, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. If he, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 tells us, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Again, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Then Ephesians 6, verses 17 through 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Again, Ephesians 6, verses 17 and 18. Then 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 50 through 51. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword 
and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. For again, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 50 and 51. Every disciple of Jesus Christ would be wise to strive to become a kingdom warrior. A kingdom warrior is a disciple of Christ who skillfully puts the word of God, the sword of the spirit to work every day. We live in a world where all people everywhere are facing intense spiritual warfare every day of our lives. We face it at home, at school, at work, in public, everywhere. We see it in the news about, about, and we see it in the news and in our government, in our culture, and across the world. What if people say they don't want to be involved in spiritual warfare? And what if a given person says they don't want to have anything to do with spiritual warfare? None of us have a choice in the matter. Like civilians who happen to live in a war-torn land, war has come to us, like it or not. Since we have no choice but to face spiritual warfare in our lives, then let's face it head on. We can live like civilians and just be victims of the killing, abuse, problems, and difficulties of war, or we can choose to become well-equipped soldiers and warriors who are trained for spiritual warfare. Hopefully, all believers want to become warriors in God's kingdom, with God as the supreme authority, who, who wouldn't want to follow him into battle? The most powerful weapon in the world is the Word of God. And here are seven ways that we can put the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, to work in our lives and in our world. And as we do, we can become mighty men and women of God who know how to win battles in life. Seven ways to use the Word of God every day. We can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, obey it, Pray it and meditate on it. All of these are related, but none of them are quite the same. You can read the Word of God, but not hear it. You can hear the Word of God, but not obey it. You can believe the Word of God, but not pray it. Consider the following. The written Word of God is a book of faith. From Genesis to Revelation, we're called to hear, believe, and obey the Word of God. If we hear the Word of God, but don't obey it, we deceive ourselves, as James chapter 1, verse 22 22 tells us, the Word of God is a book of truth, yet truth is always meant to be learned and applied. We're to read the Word of God and act like it's true because, of course, it is. We will not receive the blessing and the benefits of the Word of God when we fail to obey and act on it. One example of a very fruitful way to put God's Word to work in our daily lives is by praying it. Here's an example of taking the Word of God and praying it. Specifically here, praying Psalm 91. Father, thank you for all those that are part of our listening family today. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God, in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. So we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation, no evil will befall us, nor does any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. 
They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent we trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We are called to be mighty warriors in the army of God. Our main weapon is the Word of God, also known as the sword of the Spirit, as Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 tell us. Let's be wise enough to take our sword, the powerful Word of God, into battle every single day. Let's be wise enough to use the Word strategically, skillfully, and aggressively every day. This is how we can walk in victory every day of our lives. Again, the title of this article is A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. And if you'd like to get a copy of the article, please email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're we're glad to be able to share it with you. And just an ongoing reminder to you that if you don't already have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, our encouragement to you is that you'll start that habit because, remember, three chapters is a basic, good, basic spiritual meal for you in your daily walk. And remember, every day is a day for us to receive the nourishment that only God's Word can provide, the wisdom, the counsel, the power, the anointing that flows into the Word of God. So getting into His Word is very important. And to every parent listening, having each of your children to read three chapters out loud to you every day is an ongoing encouragement that we like to share. Because remember, our children have to step out on the same battlefield you and I have to step out on as well. So our encouragement to you Parents have each of your children to read three chapters out loud to you every day. It can equip their mind, their heart, and their perspective in so many wonderful ways. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of grace and encouragement. Help us to be diligent to get into your word every day and thus spend time with you one-on-one and draw from the grace, the encouragement, the strength that comes from time with you in your word each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
on forever. Roll a crescendo, goodbye limbo. Like a new day dawning, show me the window, the window where I can see it's you. Then everything else just falls in line. You, you will always hold this heart of mine. It's you, it's you. Toby Mac with It's You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Today we have a special blessing to all of our listeners. We're grateful to have with us uh, five students from Bellhaven University, uh, outstanding university in Jackson, Mississippi. They're going to be reading the book of Ephesians for us, and we're grateful to have all of them. The students include Elliot Robertson, Eden Edwards, Crew Baldwin, LaHenry Nelson, and Matt McMillan. And so they're going to be reading the book of Ephesians for us today. So, uh, Elliot, you're going to start us off. How are you today? I'm doing great. That's good. Thank you so much for being a part of the project, and you're going to start us off. So if you'll dive right in and go ahead with Ephesians chapter 1. This is the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made us to be the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, 
in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians 2. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made it both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, 
the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself once one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Okay, this is Ephesians 3. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to, to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized, that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is for your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 4. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and greatliness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascends. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might feel all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things with him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, and the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, 
even as God in Christ forgave you. You're listening to students from Bellhaven University reading the book of Ephesians. We'll be right back. from the group Mosaic with Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the book of, well, the book of Ephesians with chapters. Uh, we'll be picking up with chapter 5 in just a moment, but we have students from Bellhaven University reading the Word of God for us. So we pick up now with Ephesians chapter 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance 
in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for this for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each of you, each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. 
slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slaves or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Again, you've been listening to students from Belhaven University, uh, an outstanding school in Jackson, Mississippi, who are reading through the book of Ephesians for us today. We were very honored to have these five students. Again, Elliot, uh, Eden, Crew, uh, LaHenry, and Matt. Uh, we're great. We were so grateful to have them to come on and read the Word of God and grateful that the Holy Spirit would be able to use them to encourage you as they read the Word of God as well. Father, thank you, Lord, for all these uh, blessed students. Thank you for the honor of having them on the broadcast. Thank you for the ways in which they minister to every person listening as they read your Word. Father, more and more open our minds, our hearts, and our understanding to the fact that simply spending time in your Word every day is much more important than any of us fully grasp. What a privilege it is for us to have one-on-one time with you every day as we open your Word and spend time reading and meditating on your word. Thank you for how that as we read your word, you pour grace, peace, power, strength, joy, and encouragement into our minds, our hearts, and our lives. What a privilege, what a joy, what a blessing it is for us to be able to spend this time with you each and every day. Father, more and more, help us to be wise enough to fill our minds and our hearts and our lives with your word, the power of your word, the grace of your word, the joy of your word, 
What a privilege it is to receive it each and every day. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to read it. And Lord, help us as believers to do our part to help our children, our grandchildren, and youth that we have a chance to impact. Help us more and more to be your vessels that you can use to encourage many others to get into your word every single day. Help us to understand that the, you, your counsel, your wisdom, the counsel of you, our Heavenly Father, the creator of the universe, is the most important counsel and wisdom for us to receive every day of our lives. Thank you, and we praise you for this blessing. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession, as we normally do. Before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today, and you've never made the all-important step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart, to be the Lord and the Savior of your life. Today is a great day to make that important step. If you'd like to make that step, remember to spend all eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to know him as your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make the step to fully commit your heart and your life to him, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, Thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things. I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Make me the person you would have me to be. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we would like very much to be in touch with you, to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We do hope to hear from you. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please get in touch with us. We look forward to being in touch and sharing with you those resources that are going to strengthen you in your new walk with the Lord. Hope to hear from you soon. Again, joseph at afr.net. Please pray much for the school, Belhaven University, and the students, both those that read and the students of that school as a whole. And let's pray for God to pour out his grace and his spirit of revival more and more upon our students all over our nation and the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ all over the world. Hope you'll do that. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.